This episode of the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse. Comic Book Click is on Patreon, guys. For as little as $0.10 cents a day or $3 a month, not only can you help keep the lights on here at Comic Book Click headquarters, but your donation gives you access to exclusive content like CBC commentaries, polls where you can choose what content we cover next, and special behind-the-scenes footage of things here at Comic Book Click. Visit Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse today and become a Patreon. And remember, you, yes you, are worthy. Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano aka The Don and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason, it's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast brought to you by ComicBookClick.com and as always, I'm never alone, sir, can you please introduce yourself? It is I once again, Mr. B. Roke aka Alex. B-Roke is here, and he is a man on an island all by himself. To give you guys a bit of a peek on how the sausage gets made on the Major Issues podcast, we set up these schedules pretty much months in advance, and you know I put out all the episode topics, and I allow my co-hosts to devour what they like to devour. Everyone gets to volunteer what they want to cover. This episode in particular, though, (laughs) went without a host for a very, very long time. Even before the film came out, there wasn't a lot of people clamoring to want to cover this. So I'm guessing that, you know, the idea of trying to go to a movie and see this, a lot of people didn't want to do it. B-Rogue stepped up. He's down to cover it. So that's what we'll be covering today. It will be Morbius. All that is Morbius. All the more BS Sony. We'll get into all that craziness, but B-Roke, what made you take on this role, and did you have expectations on this film prior to watching it? Well, um, I, honestly, I've always had uh, a certain love for, for the character. Um, okay. Back back in the 90s, uh, for, those, for those 90s guys who remember everything being extreme, uh, Morbius was a big part of the Midnight Suns, which was a okay. team which was a uh, Ghost Rider and Johnny Blaze and the Night Stalkers, which which consisted of Blade and a couple other vampire hunter esque type characters. Was Hellstrom in that? And uh, no, no, he was not. Okay, no, he was not. I think he occasionally would guest star, but he, uh, as far as I recall, I'm pretty sure he was not on the team. Um, and so, and Morbius would eventually become more part of the um the midnight suns and i remember just thinking wow this is a this is a cool character you know he's he's kind of like a he's kind of like a dracula but he's he's a scientist and he only at least in this iteration was only drinking the blood of the innocent of the uh i'm, the, I'm sorry of the guilty yeah 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 so i was like oh cool you know and and it was very like it's like, like, like that typical extreme 90s uh type of time you know the guy he wore a very you for me at the time very unique oh very uh i guess bdsm yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. type 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 costume type of costume um that that you know, every costume very... has like uh nightwing and dead man like disco vibes <laughs> like yes. you remember when yes. they had those disco collars Mm-hmm. <laughs> like look at that collar, bro. Oh, he's starting in profile. Well, oh no 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 no. Oh, you're thinking of the original costume. Wait, does if it get more at... BDSM? 
Oh, I mean, the one in the 90s was all belts and, like, leather. <laughs> oh, no. You know, they in the movie, they kind of... They kind of pay homage to it a little bit, especially with the purple. Okay, but, okay, but, yeah, no, origi- I'm seeing the, it now. I'm seeing it. The original, the original costume was uh, that was just to me just a classic porn costume right there. My man, his whole chest was like, out. Um, well, he kind of looks like they were trying to do the crow. <laughs> like there's some little elements of that outfit that gave me major definitely, crow vibes. Definitely. <laughs> the leather, the band, definitely. all that stuff there. I wonder if that's what they were going for at the time. Definitely see that. Man, this heart is horrific. Yeah. Like in the yeah. best way. And this is something we're gonna talk into because maybe the whole vampire effect shouldn't have been a temporary thing, like perhaps, <laughs> you know, because like from what I can remember from the character, and sadly, my only frame of reference is Morbius from Spider-Man the Animated Series. Um, and sorry for interrupting you, but I feel like we're going in this direction anyway. Ah! But yeah, Spider-Man the Animated Series. The pain. Yes, yes, I know. And I know he was a vampire, um, and in that show, he had blue hair and a little bit of a soul patch, and uh, he was, like, vaguely European, in the sense that I don't think that they ever really said where he came from, and he used this kind of weird spider blood to try to... Uh, I think in the series, he's the classmate of Peter's. Like, there's no blood disease that I can think of in the series. He's a classmate of Peter Parker. He does an experiment ends up half vampire felicia um but instead of drinking blood like a regular vampire he drains the plasma from his enemies with his hands but that's all i really had for the guy i didn't really know much about him um like i always knew he was around and that he had his own singular stories and adventures um and i know he was an anti-hero but i guess the question i'm asking is did he inspire a lot of good singular stories around him how did he fit in the marvel comics universe um, I thought he, because like for me, my introduction to the Marvel Universe was mostly through Ghost Rider. That was like okay. my first character that I really sunk my teeth into, um, and and then having this Morbius guy come in, who I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know about him from the cartoon. Um, so so it was, it was like I said, like I said, that that time period was very extreme, and everything was very um horror-esque you know all those ghost writer comics uh midnight suns um spirits of vengeance all those comic books were so just extreme and just crazy stuff was just happening in those in those comics um just pushing the limits of the comics code at the time and then this morbius guy like i said comes in and he he was uh a very anti-hero-esque you know he was a character uh, uh, that okay. that that you could see that you know oh they're trying to go the route of you know wolverine punisher ghost rider kind of guy so you know like when ghost rider first meets him um he tells him he's like if you don't drink the blood of the guilty only you're on my list ah uh. you don't you don't mess with ghost rider you don't mess with Ghost Rider. So then a couple of years later, you know, I'm into the 90s Spider-Man cartoon. And this was pretty much around the time that it really just pushed me out of it. Seeing that 90s, I mean, that, 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 that Spider-Man, uh, the 90s Spider-Man iteration of Morbius just killed it for me. You know, because, <laughs> oh, Falisha. <laughs> you know, the guy's, the guy's actually just the Greek. He's supposed to be Greek. And the guy's yes. sounding like, the guy's sounding like he's from Bulgaria. Right. Um, 
for those who don't know, there's two very different accents. And, um, you know, to me, the the character at his core is very much like a Doctor Strange. He's He's this arrogant guy. He's very educated, very suave, but he's a prick. You know right. what I mean? And so, like, in the comics, he comes across that way. You know, um, even it, he's constantly um, towing that line of, dude, are you a bad guy? Are you a good guy? Because he's constantly doing things that suit his own personal agenda. Like, he was behind, he was part of the reason that was behind, uh, I don't know if you knew about that Frankencastle story arc from a couple years hmm. ago. You see, like, I knew about it, kind of. Like, I knew of it, but I didn't know many details about it. But mm-hmm. he was around there. He did show up in our Maximum Carnage story where he that's right. actually factually helped that's Spider-Man. Right. Yeah, he showed up. He showed bit of you know, yeah, he, he's you know, he, um he like I said he shows up in, the, in he shows up all over in the 90s and the Midnight Sun stuff. He recently in the um he was part of the Horizon team that worked with Spider-Man. I don't know if you remember when Dan Slot when Peter Parker was working with Horizon Labs. Yeah, yep. He um for for a while there was this mystery of you know because it was it was the think tank you know it was it was you know it was Peter Parker this kid named Uatu a couple other really really smart people and then there was always this this sixth member of the think tank who no one ever knew he would always work the weirdest hours <laughs> and it was never around okay. and then it was revealed that it was Morbius um you know so he's always told that line of well he's a good guy but he's a vampire so he has these potentials to just be evil and then he also has his own ideas he comes up with this, these crazy ideas you know he he formed a new midnight suns at one point that consisted of damien hellstrom i think you're thinking okay. of that iteration of the midnight suns okay. uh damien hellstrom man thing a couple other people and their whole thing was to fight off the possible invasion of zombies from the zombie universe so you know, the guy's been involved in just lots of fun, supernatural. You see, he seems like a leader, business. like a team player and stuff. He seems like he has a bunch of fun stories and he's evolved. Mm-hmm. But I guess, like, what I'm trying to ask is, does the character scream solo movie to you? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. If you, if you look if you look at everything that I said, right, he's right, right. never had his even even his solo title. If 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 it went twenty five issues, I I would I would assume that I was in the ballpark or probably even going over. Right. Um, even the, I think he tried to have a solo series just a few years ago, and it was actually getting pretty good reviews. But I think part part of the reason it died was the the COVID. COVID kind of killed it. But even that series, I think, probably would have gone like twelve issues. Um, no, he's not a solo guy. He's not a solo guy. This is Sony to me trying to hold on to some at more aspects of their Spider-Man universe, despite the fact that it's obvious that just just give it to Marvel. Just give it right. to Marvel. You know, um, you guys tried to do the whole Sinister Six thing in Amazing Spider-Man 2. You dropped the ball massively on that. Um, this is them just just trying to keep that kind of hope alive. A Morbius movie. Now they're doing a Craven movie. You know the the two Venom movies, which are yeah, were it's not. A, it's a bit out of not, control. <laughs> were, were not great. The you know the first one I thought was okay, but then part two made part one look like a freaking masterpiece. Right. Right. Um, no, totally. So, and now this, and to me, you know, people are so quick to like they. It's just fun to throw Jared. Leto under the bus, but it's not his fault that this movie was not good. 
it seems to be bad planning all around in in many ways. I don't I don't really understand. Prior to this film, I was already confused with what Sony wanted to do, you know, uh, moving forward. And I don't think I'm any closer to figuring that out. And they seem to be doing like the anti-Avengers. Like they seem to be kind of setting up their own universe, but very poorly done and not necessarily really taking the learning from the lessons that they've done in the past. I mean, um, one of the main criticisms against Amazing Spider-Man 2 was that um, it it tried, it was doing its own movie, but also trying to, you know, start a bunch of different sequels. And it feels like this Morbius thing was also trying to do that as well, like trying to set up for a future universe of of what I don't know and why Sony keeps trying to go bite for the apple that is these villains. It all feels very strange, <laughs> um, which is funny because that's one of the songs used in his trailer. Um, but I, th- I think on the face of it, had this not been a Marvel property, it, the idea, the premise would have been interesting. A guy suffering from a blood disease does an experiment that causes him to need to feed on blood or else he, he'll, he'll die, he dies. But when he's on the blood, he has superhuman powers or something like that. Um, you know, the dichotomy of whether or not he should kill who he should kill, how he decides on villains, if that sits 100% right with him. All of that's very interesting stuff. None of that's explored here, really. <laughs> like they, they talk about a couple of things here and there about not wanting to kill. But in this, I would argue that they did not try to make him the cool 90s anti-hero. He's just a hero in this. Like He's just a, he's just a regular, clean, good guy in this. Um, I don't think he kills any innocent people, uh, which just makes him, yeah, like a regular character. And so you have a character that you can kind of get edgy with. Um, I don't know. Have you been watching Moon Knight? Yes, I did watch the first episode. So I feel like, you know, with that just coming out last week and then this coming out this weekend, like those are two diametrically opposite ways to tackle introducing a character right Mm -hmm. Uh, marvel chooses moon knight because we've never seen anything like it and because we've never seen anything like it it goes above and beyond to show it in a way that we've never seen before morbius feels like a film we've seen a million times morbius feels like the same recipe for you know instant mac and cheese and you know if you're hungry instant mac and cheese could hit the spot but it feels like that's all they've been cooking over there at Sony. Like they don't have the full recipe. They've just been rushing it. And here we are with another blah Sony film. What do you think it was? What do you think was the thing that, that kind of drug this thing down? Well, I think one, the, the, the COVID epidemic didn't help. Um, the whole, the, the movie was supposed to come out two years ago, which to me, one fits much better into two years ago. As well as the fact that if you if you if you watch this movie, you can see how heavily edited it was. Bro. And I and I guarantee <laughs> and I guarantee you, because Sony Sony, that in the two years that they delayed it and just recently delayed it also. I think this movie was supposed to come back what in February. Yeah, 
Yeah, this uh, year it was supposed to come out either in February or even January. I might even argue, right. but I know and it's then, been and moved then, and then, a bunch right, of times. It was, it was moved a bunch of times, and then just recently moved just just a few months. And I guarantee you that was them doing all over these last two years, especially over the last couple months, they were probably just doing massive edits to this movie. It's so obvious in the in the movie itself. I mean, just look at the trailers, how much stuff in the trailers just that never shows up in the movie. So that was my first eyebrow raise. I'm not good at noticing bad editing. I'm just that's just one of the things that I it doesn't like dialogue. I can catch like a million, you know, or ADR like recorded after the fact. Mm-hmm. Those kind of things I can catch. Editing not so much. If I ever do catch it, it's just a hallmark of very very bad editing. And the very first time I saw something and I went, I don't think they meant to do that cut that way. Was in Suicide Squad was when I was watching Jared Leto in Suicide Squad and they're doing the weird thing with him and Margot where they're breaking out of Arkham and it's just weird, just weird schizophrenic cuts that don't tell a story. This movie had a bunch of camera angles. I know this is going to sound, you know, um, prim and proper, but I feel like camera angles and, and, and cuts are the language of cinema. They're done for reasons to make you feel a certain kind of way. You know, that's why the hero shot is usually like a kind of like a slow motion stand up. It's supposed to invoke somebody getting up, you know, um, triumph and all that other kind of stuff there. They're just doing things in this. <laughs> There's not anything. None of it nope. feels like creative or anything. But in this film, no, most notably, when they do the flashback in Greece and they have the two sick children, those cuts were terrible. At one point, they're just sitting in a bed. The cut, they're sitting in a cut in a living room. Cut, we're right. sitting back in in the hospital beds. I'm like, what? Are mm-hmm. we, what's going on? Here? What's going on? And then, mind you, that that whole that whole thing. If when you watch it, is a flashback. Yeah. So it's already bad enough that you're cutting from the way the movie starts, which is never really resolved to me because <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, 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 all right. So he, 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 he creates this massive trap for these bats yeah. at which, at which the people who brought them to this weird place in Costa Rica on a cliffside that the, that the people themselves are like, yo, we got to get the hell out of here ASAP. Now you're making these people ditch you. And then yeah. not, and this, and then later on we see that he's just back in New York. I'm like, how the hell did he get back there? There's a there's a bunch of that, there's, you know, when he's uh, confronted by the antagonist of this film and chooses to fly down a uh, New York City tunnel, it just cuts and everything's OK. Like, you know, like it's just like we're not we're not told not to go past that. Um, let's get into all this madness. I, I took detailed notes for about three fourths of it. And then towards the end, I just it all just gets summarized. But uh, Morbius is a two, uh, 2022 um, American superhero film based on the Marvel Comics character Morbius the Living Vampire produced by Columbia Pictures in association with Marvel. It was distributed by Sony Pictures releasing and it's the third film in Sony's Spider-Man universe, the one without Spider-Man, three films uh, in this series. None of them have Spider-Man in it. Uh, it's directed by Daniel Espinosa and written by Matt Sazama and Burke Sharpless. And it stars Jared Leto as Dr. My- Michael Morbius. In the film, Morbius becomes a living vampire after curing himself of a rare disease. So, um, 
This film starts off in Costa Rica, like you were saying, where our very own Dr. Michael Morbius is attempting to capture bats for an unknown reason at the time. Again, does is he needed to stab his hand for this? I'm none of this is explained. None of this is why we nope. This capture device, do you do you understand the capture device? It looks like some really crappy net. Like it's gonna it, it's like the bats are gonna fly into it and then the box is gonna slowly close on them. While I, the I other guess. while the other 10 million bats that the like the natives that are like, yo, we gotta get the hell out of here. It almost do, knocked that helicopter off the off the cliff. For all we know it did, because it just cuts away. <laughs> That's true. And again, he still has to hobble his ass back into the helicopter. It's not like he's gonna get and do the cure there. Right. And then walk over there. Right. But, doesn't make any sense. And then he's like, don't you need a doctor? And he's like, I am a doctor. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't speak on the plane. Like, what do you, you know what I'm saying? What did, what did you like? He all, they all seem very confused as to what's going on, but they had to have had this conversation. Um, again, I'm not a very savvy film critic, but I feel like the best films make it seem like the universe had always existed. We're just peeking in for a day or a week or a month. This all feels like everybody exists right when they're needed in the scene they have no memories they have no backstories they have no goals they have nothing but what they have to say at certain times and that's it and this is one of them like a whole bunch of mercenaries no one asks him a question until right now in this moment what are you doing here don't you need a doctor etc etc and i'm like it, it doesn't make any sense um and we don't get not only do we not get an explanation but we're about to go backwards and then forward past the beginning of this film. Yep. So not everything that just happened there in Costa Rica, why Costa Rica, why this level, like this species of bat, what other species of bats didn't work, um, you know, getting, getting the, the chopper, all that's getting back. Um, all, none, none of that's explained. We suddenly flashed back to a children's hospital in Greece 25 years ago. Now, here's the thing. A lot of these times when I take these notes, I try to um, compare them to like, like the Wikipedia description. Sometimes I get more stuff than I would have seen on screen. In, this, in the description of this and in some, some articles, they're saying that uh, Lucian, the child that we're about to meet in a second, is becomes the surrogate brother of Michael Morbius. Mm -hmm. Were you privy? Were you privy to that? What? When did no, that happen? No, no, no. I no. I okay, okay. I, I'm like, did they say as, something? As, uh, aside from like two trailers, I knew very little going into this movie. Right. Like, I really was hoping that the villain of this movie was going to be his struggle with what he should do. Right, and, and it literally could have could be a a freaking ham and egger uh purse thief you know like it could have been a it could literally have been anyone because his biggest um obstacle right now is is his conscious right over everything right you know? but but instead they for <laughs> we'll we'll get there so yeah <laughs> but but yeah the, the, the whole idea of this brother um yeah, I felt like was it was just kind of made that way, you know. Yeah. I, 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 it was, it was, it was so poorly done. And then the, the I, way, the way he ends up saving him. Yeah, it's all, it's all, it's all very weird. And I also like, 
there were interviews that came out that said that he was playing Hunger. I'm not familiar with that Marvel character, but some Marvel character named Hunger. I um, let me see if I can find, get a little bit more uh, on this. But like guy who has the same, seemingly the same. Oh, Lu- Luax's crown. Yeah. Otherwise known as Hunger. Um, so that's who they said he was playing. They're like he's playing that, he's playing that, he's playing that. But then they changed it somewhere down the line in production to him playing a character they call Milo Morbius. Which doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> they literally create made him a brother because they didn't understand or know what else to do. So they figure, isn't it try? Wouldn't it be tragic if two brothers fought? Like we haven't seen it in Thor, or we hadn't seen it in Aquaman, or we haven't seen it in uh, Lion King, or we haven't seen it in every freaking thing that has ever existed. You had an opportunity here again to make this film about the inner struggle of a man trying to do good, um, and realizing that that line for him is not black and white because of how he needs to feed. That would have been a very freaking interesting thing. And we've seen some kind of cool stuff with vampires in Marvel through the Blade series. And instead of like seeing this as an opportunity to do that, they just go regular comic books. They go regular 2005, you know, like a comic book movie where it's like, okay, well, if you have that power, then you should fight your evil brother with the same power. And it's like, that's not a thing. Like, <laughs> you're making shit up. Like, what's going on? That's not a thing. Yeah. Um, and we're supposed to believe that they're brothers because when he's introduced as this child who has another similar blood disease, uh, he's introduced as Lucian. Now we've been calling him Milo a lot because Michael calls him Milo, which is right. the name of a boy he knew who died there. So for some reason, Michael gets a kick out of calling a new dying child the name of a previously dead child. Mm-hmm. And he goes over it as a, oh yeah, you which Milo? And then there was this Milo, and then there was this Milo, which which. It's- for 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 the character of Michael Morbius, I dug because, like I said, he is a prick. So yeah. I was like, "Oh, they're making him into a prick. Cool, like that. That's part of who he is. He very, like I said, very Stephen Strange like. Is it safe? Is it safe to say like he's kind of like depressing? Like he's kind of like I remember in the animated series, he was really like morose and tortured, and you know, like like he was just constantly uh, kind of sad. Because of like, but they sold that. They sold, but it also, and I'm guessing this this might be the same in the comics. When he gets his powers in the comics, he doesn't he doesn't have the ability to change back and forth. No, no, no. So that's he's, never he's, been a thing, right? I, I pro- maybe in some cases here and there where like they developed minor cures and stuff like that. But as far as I recall, yeah. no, he never had the ability to just say, "Oh, I'm going to look like a regular person versus a vampire." No. So that that's a bit of this character's struggle, right? The idea mm-hmm. that in trying to get a normal life, he's now pushed himself even further away from humanity 
by be- yeah. by looking like a beast 24 7. again mm. very interesting thing to kind of play on right like right spider-man he gets to be the super cool kid who skateboards and then puts on the mask you know and, and get, goes and lives about his life cap basically walks around with no mask everyone knows who he is he right is the, 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 the boy scout and then we have this guy who just tries to do his best but can't help but terrify everyone who looks at him because he has no nose so it's like there's they had a, a they had an avenue they could have gone here and they went fucking what they did a u-turn it, feel, it feels like, it feels like <laughs> four steps back it, it feels so weird no it was um, it was horrendously executed because the whole time too you know it's you don't re- i mean aside from the him being um hobbling with the with the crutches and all that stuff he looks like a good looking guy you know what i mean it's yes. like all right you know what i mean so it's like how bad am i supposed to feel for you and and it's good that they um you went to such lengths to explain said blood disease right cuz they gave it that name you know no, they didn't give it any name. They didn't give it no. a name. They didn't tell us what it does. They no. don't tell us any of it. It's just a rare blood disease. Just a rare blood disease. I'm like, what are we doing here? But again, um, through some quick editing, we are shown that that the two boys become fast friends. They call themselves Spartans. You know, the few against the many. That's right. Um, one day, Milo's blood machine stops to stops working again. Not a doctor. It's probably a, have a real name for the machine. I call it his blood machine. Um, and like Michael just fixes it with a pen. I'm watching it in the theater. I'm like, what if that would have killed him? Like, what if that would have sent some electric shock through the pulses? You don't know what you're doing, kid. They've never shown you to have the propensity for this. This could have been a lucky guess. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But, um, he fixes it. And because he's a genius, this, all of this felt very strange again, because of this show of genius, he's offered an opportunity to go to a school in New York. And this guy, Nicholas, who, again, Wikipedia describes as their surrogate father, I guess. Um, he's like, oh, talk about smart. talk, talk, talk about a wasted actor. I love that actor. I can't remember his name at the moment, but oh, he's that, tremendous. He, he's tremendous in like all his roles. And he's 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 given like nothing to do. He's Jared given like Harris. Nothing. There you go. It's given like nothing to do, which to me, wait, was, I mean, huh? Oh, I, I was like, wait, he was in Mr. Deeds. I forgot. He's the bad guy in Mr. Deeds. Yep. Oh, well, is he, is he, is he the bad guy or is he the, he's the, he's he's the, the editor? Isn't he like the editor of the paper? He's the one that's like telling, uh, what's your name? Oh, yeah, he's, Winona, not villain, Winona, he's not the, he's not the villain, he's, but he's, he's the one that he's the one, he's the one that's telling Winona Ryder, Hey, go sucker this guy. Yeah. 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 He yeah. was, I believe he was Moriarty. In in yes, um in, in the Sherlock Holmes movies, Robert Downey Jr. There and is a I third be- one coming out. Yeah, they, that's they, that's been announced, but who knows when that when that'll come out? Um, I think he's also in like the Fantastic Beasts movies, or at least one of them. Okay, and he's and he's been in a, in a bunch of stuff where he usually plays like really good villains, and here it was like, oh look, seeing him play the good guy, let's barely use him. And again, not only barely use him, but barely explain what his relationship to these kids are. Like, it's like, oh, they're... he's their he's their doctor, and then later on, it's like, oh, now you're like their dad. Okay, where yeah. are these? Where are the parents to both of these kids? I assumed that 
um, he was just like a really dedicated healthcare worker, wanted to see these kids through. I never got father until I started looking through the, like I said, the notes. And I was like, I guess, brother, I guess. I, I thought they were just like throwing around the phrase, brother. Like you were like a brother, you know, we were mm-hmm. raised together kind of stuff. Um, th- does it not feel weird? And again, I, I have no children, so I don't know how this works. But does it not feel weird that it's like, okay, you two are two sick children, but you might be smart. So I think I'm going to set you up in a school and get you a family and get somebody to, to pay for your procedures, pay for your schooling, pay for your room and board and all that kind of stuff. And this other one is just going to st- stay here until you come back. That felt very mean and weird. <laughs> It was like, oh, you're a genius. Oh, okay. Well, we can just send you to America. You can live a regular ass life. Go to school. Right, 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 right. Family, all that kind of stuff. Oh, what about what about Milo? Oh, I'll take care of him. I, along then, with this, along with this right entire hospital, that, right? And then, <clears throat> right, this... and then right after that, Milo gets into a fight. <laughs> gets ass beat outside. So it's like, what is going on here? Terrible. Maybe that's just how Greek children's hospitals work. I've never been in one. Uh, yeah. You know, that could totally be a thing. Um, he, he says that he's sad to leave Milo, but says that he'll find a cure for them both. Puts it in a note. That note flies away and bullies grab it outside and they begin to bully Milo, who then strikes out in vengeful anger when he gets a chance to before he's restrained. I'm assuming this is the writer's lazy way of saying that he has a propensity for this anger so that when he turns later on in the film, we have, you know, like, I guess a reason. I, I right. I thought they were gonna, you know, eventually like build on this thing some more, and they don't. No. <laughs> and they so because to me, because to me, <laughs> his anger, his anger is kind of warranted in, in that scene. I mean, those kids totally. were this were those same kids were the same kids that were teasing him outside of the hospital, talking about defective and all these things about these kids, and then yeah. they take his note and they hit him first. Yeah. You know, so and he just, says some things later on that are a bit inspired. You know, like the whole, you know, it, it's the oldest phrase, right? The um, hurt people, hurt people, uh, bullied people, bully people. Um, and we, we that this is a tale as old as time. Um, I just didn't have to make them related. Maybe this guy could have just been some guy who had been following Morbius's work. Somebody else who also had the same disease, but was born into money. And so is down to bankroll. The rest of the movie is still the same. Down to bankroll him. So long as he comes up with a cure, he thinks he has one, but he's hiding it from him. And he do the rest of the whole movie. But this whole, like, you know, since birth kind of thing, very, very weird. Um, but uh, we Michael goes to the States. He gets his doctorate by 19. And he's set to receive a Nobel Peace Prize for his innovative uh, artificial blood. <laughs> artificial blood. So how does artificial blood save people's lives? Still not 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 answered, and then is apparently, there a lack of real blood in the world? Like a lack of like, oh, we could have saved this person. We just didn't have enough blood. Um, as a as a blood donor, at least the way it's <laughs> it's at least the way that it's pitched to me is it seems yeah. like there's never enough blood out there. So I, yeah, I I do buy the idea of them needing some kind of synthetic blood out there. Okay, but the the whole thing with that was it. It was just the whole idea of you could just tell you could tell that was just put into the movie to hey man we got to maintain this PG thirteen how can we yeah. do that because we have this vampire guy 
Can you drink blood? No. How about fake blood? Cool. You know what that reminds me of? Plasma. Yes, it does. Plasma. It does. It totally does. And it also reminds me of when they figured out the whole chocolate thing for Venom. And so they're like, oh, he doesn't have to eat people. He can just eat chocolate. He can just eat chocolate. the same stuff that brains have. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he can eat chicken. He can eat chicken. He's like, oh, okay. I don't know. And the thing is, like, how much cooler would this film have been without the fake blood? Without the whole, I don't know, should I drink fake blood or should I drink regular blood? Like, if it was only ever regular blood, if that was only the option, this movie gets way cooler. Because <laughs> the stakes are way higher. You know? Like, you have to make a decision, bro. Are you ready to drain this whole person to save your life? Is this one crime that you're seeing them commit worth their life? Maybe it is to you. You become yeah. judge, jury, and executioner. You know, quick fast, like, quick fast. Yeah, it, it, all interesting stuff. But we're not gonna talk about anything interesting. We're gonna keep talking about Morbius because um, later in New York. Oh, by the way, I I skipped over all of the child, the the sick child stuff in this because on rewatch it goes nowhere. It goes nowhere. You're right. You're right. It does, on rewatch it, does, it, it does, goes nowhere. It goes absolutely nowhere. There's nothing. It's it's literally just <laughs> to be like, yeah, he's a doctor, so we kind of got to put him in a hospital. We got to show him, and we got to show him thinking fast. And his ability to think fast goes. I'm just gonna put this girl in a coma because I don't know what's going on. So I'm gonna yeah. Put her to sleep. And, and you're and you're right. But to me, right. But that's more evidence of the edits they made to this movie. I mean, come on. Yes. How often nowadays do we see movies that are under two hours? Right. And this movie was well well under that. It was, I believe, it was an hour and like 40 minutes. If that, yeah. I think an hour and 40 minutes past credits. You know, right. Right. Yeah, so it's about an hour and 40 minutes. And I think Venom 2 was like hour and Venom, 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 Venom 2 also had the, had the same issue. So it's just like, what the hell are you doing, Sony? What are you what are you pushing out there? Like, are you even looking at the competition or are you just basically looking or, or maybe they're only looking at Warner Bros. Like, hey, man, as long as we're better than that, which they're not <laughs> they're, they're That's it, because it's I, I think they look at it like you know, we can't compete with that MCU thing. We already gave them Spider-Man. We're not giving up the rest of this stuff. It, yeah, it just, you know, uh, my cynical voice says that. They want a shorter film so they could show more films in the theater, like in a 24 hour period, or I guess, I don't know, 12 hours, I guess a theater is open for roughly 10 to let's say, or let's say noon to midnight, right? If the movie's two hours, you can only show it six times. If it's an hour and a half, maybe more. And what a, what a shitty way to look at the art of cinema, right? Like what a, what a like bottom basement, like, okay, we're just going to pass this together. We'll put it, we'll stick a name on it and we'll put it to a comic book character that people kind of know about. And then we'll push it forward. Marketing for this. Do you remember cool marketing for this? Like, Oh, these are the stars of Morbius. None of that. They did nothing for this. They expected it to just make money on its own. And I think the, the biggest failing of this is the lack of capitalizing on the alley-oop that was fucking No Way Home. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the things they edited in. I do believe, like, that whole, you know, I'm not going to spoil the whole ending quite yet, but in the end, the way the No Way Home-esque look in the sky, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, the cracks. Yes, the cracks. I believe that was totally put in, like, probably within the last six months. Like, oh crap, we can we can totally bank off that. Let's do this. 
Yeah, it, it totally was. Because to it, me, totally to was. me, to me, I believe this movie was supposed to be set in the Spider-Man universe. And then yeah. they changed and then they changed it up. Which Spider-Man universe? The, the amazing the, or no no the uh the the, the what's his name? The, the the new kid. Oh Tom Holland? Tom the Tom Holland Spider-Man. Yes, I believe it's supposed to be in it was supposed to be in that universe. Yes, I do. That's interesting. Because so to there's... me, to me, the whole, you know, because we saw in the trailers, Michael Keaton was supposed to be in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. So that to me tells me this was supposed to take place in that 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 universe. And so um, as, I don't want to get I don't want to get too far into them because that's much later, but it's just it's just, to me it fits. To me, that's what it was supposed to be. Yeah, I have a um, pretty candid interview by the director that I'll go over um, once I'm done with the director that's here that I think is pretty uh, – like, the guy's incredibly transparent with some of the stuff that happened, and it's kind of a shocker that this even came out. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, they uh, – he gets scolded by a Dr. Martine Bancroft – a gorgeous scientist who's kind of only there to be a gorgeous scientist. Um, and she's like, why did you reject the award? That's how we get funding. And we only have one funder, your weird friend Milo, who's been funding your weird bat DNA research and stuff. Uh, that, But that's exactly what's been going on. Milo's been funding Michael Morbius's research so that they can get closer to a cure. And he believes that that cure is in the bat's that were in Costa Rica in the beginning because those bats are able to live just on blood. Uh, so knowing that he could, he's going to lose his life and his license, Michael hopes to splice bat genes with his own DNA to cure himself so he will no longer need to be really a doctor because he's only really a doctor to find this cure. Um, he goes and he tries to cure on a rat. It dies and it comes back. That's basically all of that happens. It probably takes about 15 minutes of screen time to do what I just said, <laughs> but that's basically what happens. Rat dies, rat comes back to life. Um, so they're like, oh shit, so it must, it must work. Uh, so he goes to uh, Milo. He's like, I need more bread, bro. And I need to like find a way to do this legally because it's actually illegal. So I'm gonna need like a place, to be able to do it in, on international waters. Uh, so Milo gives him the money and Morbius performs his experiment on a ship full of angry mercenaries. Um, the cure works. It transforms Michael into a living vampire, thirsty for blood. Um, but for some reason, right now is when the mercenaries want to get antsy or just have attitudes. Like again, Yeah, I, I mean, like the, the guy, the guy storms in the room and is immediately just disrespectful to just uh, Mar- 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 Martin. And it's like, what kind of hiring process did you put in for these guys? Like, I get that they're mercenaries, but right. I, but to me, that whole thing just shows like, hey, man, we got to show that he's he's a good guy. So let's make these dudes douchebags. Right. You know, what I mean, rather than like, really, he kills the people that helped him. That helped, 100%. The, that helped this whole situation that that occur. You know what I mean? We're not told how Milo knows these like weird, strange people that will fly you to Costa Rica or will sail you across the seven seas so you can do your weird bat thing. Um, but like you just said, like if this was all set up, then they knew what he was doing, or at least they were told like somebody else is going to be on this boat. Don't go over there. And that's immediately what they do. So it's just like, 
it feels like they're just um, creating tension to create tension. Again, the no one was bothering anyone until this moment, but whatever. They come in all antagonistic. <clears throat> um, in this form that Mike goes in now, he systematically just kills and drains the crew of their blood. There's a bit of cool imagery in this. I wish they would have allowed for gore. You know, seeing those claws slash through a human throat probably would have been cool. But there, there really is no gore in this. There's just people holding their throats and stuff like that. Um, he he drinks blood, and then in drinking the blood, he doesn't have the vampire look anymore? Right. Did you wrap your head around this? Yeah, yeah. So apparently him drinking the blood helps him not look like a vampire, helps him look normal, and helps him be be able to quench his his appetite so he can control himself and then he quickly realizes okay i have a timer and if i use synthetic blood the timer is short is shorter and gets shorter i have to keep uh, but apparently real blood satiates him more but it makes him more uh, inhuman ah <sighs> very to me very very lazy Again, uh, I, w- I w- just make the damn movie rated R. Be bold, guys. I mean, we've seen we've seen movies like oh, I don't know, Deadpool, right? It's yeah. okay. It's okay to make the guy a jerk, to make the guy a killer. You can, especially this character. This character to me lends himself to to because how do you how do you make Deadpool level? You make him sympathetic. He was right. turned this way. He was scarred. He was made this way. He didn't ask for this disease. He didn't. He he thinks he's curing himself and his and his family member, and now he's got to kill people to keep himself alive. And yeah. and you and you turn this into a sympathetic person by saying, "Look, man, I don't want to do this. I can't control myself." Sympathetic person. Sympathetic oh my god! Person. And then you have him. You have him talk about how through all the years of his study, all he was told about was the sanctity of life as a doctor. I right, right. The, the, hippo- the, hip- the, the Hippocratic yeah. Oath, you know what and I mean? And all but- that, and, and how he struggles with that. Nope. And again, you're talking about like the rating on this. Last time we saw something Marvel, that was vampires. It was rated R. You understand? So mm-hmm. it's very hard to step in that same zone and do less because we've seen so much and it, it just... Yeah, it's just a, a feeling of all this. Um, so yeah, he kills a bunch of people. Once his bloodlust subsides, oh, they have the they have the Marvel shot of Jared Leto without a shirt, like you know. Oh, that has, that has yeah, to happen. That has to happen. That has to happen. So the ab shots in there, and again, I'm like, bro, you're like fine, like you know, like I get that in a little while you're gonna be like, oh. Um, you know, I'm horrible. I can't control it. But it's like, you have a six pack and gorgeous hair. Like, you'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> two things I, I probably will never have. So I'm a little jealous of Jared there. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you you sit around and you think that some of these characters ain't nothing. Who's more nothing than these two cops, bro? Oh, my. Oh, and, t- and I see our, our Tyrese. Yeah, go, <laughs> go away. Go away. But Al Madrigal. I no, he's him. funny. I love him. Um, you know, he 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 was a he was one of those correspondents on the Daily Show for a long time. He's also a stand-up yeah. comedian, and he also just just jumped into the world of comic book writing. Oh, that's interesting. So, so I mean, this guy's got a lot going for him, and they're relegated to <laughs> these these, these just ridiculous. just ridiculous, right? But I, I, even that, 
I think someone, I, someone told me recently that Tyrese was in the movie for a total of six minutes. So between Tyrese and I can't remember his name, the dude's name, the 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 guy, the the the, the, sur- the surrogate father. I can't oh, imagine. Goodness. I can't imagine getting these two actors into this movie on the basis of man, you're going to be in the movie for six minutes, and I wouldn't be surprised if, if the surrogate father was in the movie for less. So I can't imagine getting these two actors and telling them, "Hey, man, see this whole script? You're in the movie for a t- combined ten minutes." And getting yeah. them on, and getting them on board. I believe that there's a cut of this movie that exists where each of them is in the movie for at least twenty minutes, twenty minutes, thirty minutes. You don't get right. these. You know, I mean, I'm not saying Tyrese is a high caliber actor, but it's a face. You don't get a face like that and not. I mean, the guy's he, he's a big part of one of the biggest franchises in the world. You don't take that face and say, "Yo, dude, you're gonna do five minutes of work." Um, and then the other guy. Uh, be you don't you don't stick him in the movie. I, I, this is a, 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 a Shakespearean type actor and just relegate him to a couple crappy moments in the movie. You don't you don't do that. Yeah. You don't do that. So did you did you were you tracking the whole uh, Tyrese Gibson's character has a cybernetic arm thing? I is that what that is? <laughs> so. Uh, I noticed. I noticed something <laughs> on his arm. I didn't notice something on his arm, but I was like, "Is that a cell phone, or is that like a? a does he wear a glove? It's and a cybernetic so, arm." When they were doing promotion for this film, he did a lot of interviews. I, you know, this film was supposed to come out in 2020, so he's been uh-huh. talking about it for the past couple of years. And he mentions that his character has a cybernetic arm that has all kinds of powers and gadgets and all kinds of stuff, and that fans were going to be absolutely shocked. When it was revealed, the cool things that his uh, his cybernetic arm could do, and we actually got absolutely none of it. All of that, whatever he thought we were gonna see, we got none of it. So he's just a cop, and they do capture somebody, but it ends up being the wrong guy. So they don't really do much of anything in this film. These two cops. Um, so I'm just like, what is going on here? And then, and then he, uh, uh, and then, well. Jeez, now now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it wasn't supposed to be in the because they <laughs> because if you notice, they talk about hey man, remember the thing that happened in San Francisco, right? Which got me thinking, oh, Venom. Yep. But even that goes nowhere because I, I was also thinking how funny how funny it was that okay, so a couple of New York City detectives, or apparently just a few months ago, or maybe a year ago or so, working in San Francisco, or did they right. hear about it? Or did they hear about it in the news? Yeah, because you wouldn't be privy to a specific case. I, like I, I am a man of the world, and I still don't know what happened two weeks ago in, you know, uh, Austin, Texas. Like, right. you know like, I like, but you know, uh, it's neither here nor there because they're just going to be walking around asking people questions. They have no idea what's going on. Um, Morbius visits uh, Bancourt in the hospital as she was injured on the ship. They have a whole will they or won't they thing. I don't really care if they will or they won't. I don't, I don't which was, which was which was odd because it was like, is this a romance? You know, I, the whole it, it was so weird. It was like, oh, maybe they don't really have a romance because of his disease, and he's he's very hobbled. But she admires yeah. him. She loves him. She respects him. But, I felt like she was really down for him being a vampire. Like <laughs> she, she oh, was really surprisingly, down. she was surprisingly okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Big time. And Big I time. And, a bit- Wait, weird. And then the whole. I love how 
this world-renowned doctor can just put on a hoodie and go completely unnoticed. Yeah, and he's going by Morbius, which has always been a weird thing to me. He's like he's just going by his name. He's not. He's not. He hasn't created a, an alter ego. People are like, oh, who's that? It's like, no, it's Morbius. You know Morbius, right? Like Google Morbius. Oh, Michael Morbius, really? He doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't attempt to cut his hair, to shave nope. his beard. Mm-mm. Nothing, because I mean, really, aside from his physique, which with all the clothes he wears, you can't really tell. Right. His face is still the same. He's just putting on a hoodie. It's. Right. It was uh, he goes to the hospital, the visitor. He's kind of just walking around the city. Being you know. weird. Yeah. <laughs> Being, Being a weird. <laughs> right. uh, what, he, what? No, I was saying he figures that the procedure's changing him, so he begins to document his changes and uh, see how long the effects last. He seems to succumb to his blood disease if he's unable to feed on blood after an amount of time. The artificial blood he created manages to sati- uh, satiate him. Uh, but only for a short amount of time. Right after feeding, Morbius has the fitness of an Olympic-level athlete, complete with superhuman strength and speed. Bats also like him now. Uh, he also has a bat radar, which is very weird. Just very weirdly depicted. Uh, it looked like yes. ha- hairs, hairs grew in his ear, and then his hairs, eyes got... Hairs, it looked more like gills. I was like, yes, gills, gills in his... <laughs> And then it's like, okay, you know, a bat sonar, I get he's super person. I get that. And I I know we're talking about, you know, understanding leaps of faith and abilities and stuff like that. And, you know, you don't don't question too much about the craziness that's occurring in these kind of movies. But the dude is able to use his power to coat, like, the entire south side of New York City. (laughs) It's like, oh. Okay, so he, and then not only that, he's able to muff out all the noise that's going to be coming back to him to focus right. on, to focus on one thing he's trying to find. No, it's like what you were saying, like we, we've gone over this with like Superman, like it, it, it's taken many, many a writer to kind of explain in the best way that they can how Superman listens to everything at once, but is able to focus, you know? Um, and Michael Morbius does it in an afternoon. So like, screw you, Superman. Like this guy figures it out in an afternoon. He knows all, everything that he can do. Um, I still like, he just goes, what made him go and talk to the bats? What made him go stand in, in all the bats? Who knows? Um, around here, I started to get serious. There was some serious music cues that reminded me of the dark Knight trilogy. Oh, big time. I thought I was the only one, bro. Like, no, big I'm time. Like, what are you and then the, doing? He's doing time. all of it. <laughs> big big of time. It. And then it just to me, it just tele it telegraphed what was gonna happen. Like, oh, this dude's gonna have a Batman year one, you know, esque thing where he's gonna use these bats to do something in this movie. You know, I'm like, what are you? And I'm like, you just came from there, Leto. You just came from DC and Batman. You just walked away after Zack Snyder's Justice League came out last year. And you reshot stuff for that. You did you go back to Marvel and was like, "Oh yeah, let's just do Batman stuff." Not only do, do Batman that. stuff, but the like you said, I, I the, the sound, like the the yeah. soundtrack, sounded very much like like uh the the Batman the Batman of uh, the 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 Nolan trilogy sounds. You yeah. know what I mean? <sighs> so now, so now I'm getting insulted. He walks into the thing with the bats. 
the Batman music is playing. And I'm like, what what movie is this anymore? This is this, are, are is he Batman? He is Batman. He bat radar, all this other kind of stuff. Do you like how they did nothing to explain his flying powers? Yeah, he Absolutely just nothing. He he feels wind. He felt the and wind. He, and he can see and, it. And he kind of rides it. <laughs> he can see it. Now I know that it's a bone thing, right? Isn't it? Well, well, in the comics, he ends up having hollow bones and like a bird. Yeah, <laughs> so it, it it helps to allow him to fly. But at least the comics tries to give you some kind of uh, explanation to it. Now, this is just like the dude can fly now. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah. I always felt like that this whole montage in any of these films is extremely dangerous. Like they never show the person finding their limit, right? Like, <laughs> like did he try to jump between two buildings and figure it out that he couldn't? Like we never get that that scene. Um, but he decides to just do an experiment where he goes without feeding. This might be an edit. Like now, you, now you talk about it. There must have been something that went on that caused him to get locked in that thing without the blood, because. He oh right just... it, again. That, it, that was definitely poorly edited. He kind of mentions in that in that time frame, but it's just so chopped to pieces because the whole time that's happening, they're starting to cut back to his brother. You yes. know, because because at some point in the movie, he he shows that he goes and visits his brother. They both they're both hobbling around New York City and they're chit chatting. Mm-hmm. And, and so his like you said, he had he had asked his brother at one point for for money to help finance the, the experiment. And so now he locks himself in this to kind of test how badly it will be once he lets the hunger uh, get, 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 get a hold of him. Right. But it's just so poorly edited. It's just so poorly edited. Right. Because you wonder if, because Milo then shows up, but if Milo never showed up, what, what's, what's the outcome there? He's right. Dying. Well, I mean, consider what well, I no, because if you saw on the ship, he burnt he breaks through the glass. So I can't imagine that this glass was gonna hold him much, much stronger. So you know, but do, like all of that is absolutely I've been saying this word a lot, ridiculous. Because then what that means is you either feed him blood or he gets powerful enough to take blood. Yeah, to he, he most likely would have broken out of there and de- started devouring a couple of people. Like, good job. Good job, Mike. So you either devour a person when you're hungry or you wait long enough to devour a bunch of people because you didn't eat. Early. Well, because, you know, because, you know, Sony, Sony's back there like, no, he can't drink blood. Yeah, he can't. So we just see him ripping uh, open those artificial Capri Sun things. That, yep. that he's, uh, he's out there chuckling um, some Kool-Aid jammers and... um but it doesn't work. It doesn't work as, as well. So um, Milo actually stops by uh, and sees that he, you know, notices that he's basically dying, gets him the blood that he needs. And then seeing how cured he is, Milo demands the same cure. Now, Morbius is like standing there, able-bodied, abs, hair, all the things we were just talking about. And he's like, you don't want this, brother. You don't want this curse. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Oh my god! And I'm like, yes, I do. I want. You know what I'm saying? Looking, looking like he came straight out of a freaking like axe commercial or something. You know, he's just like, this is a curse. As as his brother's standing there with with these crutches and just hobbling around. 
and they do great work on Matt Smith. Like they, his eyes are sunken, his cheeks are sunken in, right? Like he looks, he looks like he's ill. Oh, they're, he, they're, they're he's he's emaciated, man. The guy looks terrible. Yeah, and so when you look at the two, and he and the, the again, the golden god is standing there going, "You don't want any of this. This is this is not something that you can handle." And my conscience wouldn't feel clear if I gave you this. And he's like, "I don't give a." what your conscience says i've been paying for your damn research to do exactly what's going on right now be cured and he's all like nah nah nah, i can't do it uh and then he kicks him out he screams at him in his vampire voice until he leaves but i love the fact that even but he throws him out but then as he's leaving he calls to him milo milo like you do you just threw him out why are you now calling to him (laughs) this is also this is also like prior to the cure michael morbius is very monotone there's a couple of moments of levity but he's very monotone post the cure he's still monotone <laughs> like it doesn't nothing of the delivery changes i found out i find upon rewatch a lot of my lack of entertainment comes from how subdued they played this character yeah. which is fine if you had a manufactured comic relief Right, you can play somebody straight as hell. Like even in Batman, sometimes uh, Morgan Freeman or Alfred was comic relief. Right, they mm-hmm. go ahead and throw in a joke in there because Homeboy is so bleak. But there's nobody here who's comic relief except for that other cop, and he's only shown on occasion. So it's all just Michael being like, "No, I don't want you. Don't want this, and I don't want this." I might have which, been like, which I do want this. <laughs> which to me is a waste because Jared Leto likes playing. Which to me, again, that tells me there must be this this massive edit somewhere because Leto, I believe, took this character role to be weird. He does yeah. that. He 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 played a weird Joker in Dallas Buyers Club. He played this 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 crazy. Uh, character as well, um, you know, going back to what was, what was the movie um, back in the day he did where he was just uh, oh uh, American Psycho, American Psycho, okay, Fight but, Club, yeah, there was, uh, Fight Club, right, Fight Club. Um, no, there was another one, uh, the one he did with um, I believe it was Marlon Wayans was in it with Jennifer Connelly. Really, <sighs> Jerry Leto was in a movie with Marlon Wayans. I, I I could be totally Requiem for a dream. There it is. There it is. Wow, they you young want... boys in this. Yes, yes. So I mean, yeah, you you, you movies like that, like those are kind of roles that he he does, and they don't bother using that in this. No. So it's and he's just... classically handsome. There's things you could do with the man if you want to, but like I, it's 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 weird because you you sit and you hear that you know he's done all this work and research for Joker and then that comes out the way that it does and then you hear oh he's done all this work and research for uh, Morbius and then that's that's how this comes out so while it may not be his fault it sucks that it that's how the picture is painted right like it's like he keeps trying he keeps saying he he bigs up his roles by saying how much work and research he's done with them only to then find that a lot of it's been cut or moved or shuffled. Mm-hmm. Um, it was said uh, that 
um because you know michael morbius who had that very rare blood disease you know it it devastated his body so he needs to use crutches to walk around prior to the cure right we've, we've seen them we've seen the crutches so, right. then, so our man jared leto was incredibly method and every time he went to the bathroom he would use the crutches yep to walk yeah i read I, I read that yeah so some of these bathroom trips will end up taking 45 minutes. So they're like, you bro, you need to stop. You need to just walk over there. <laughs> you know, he's like, no, I'm not going to fucking walk over. I'm Michael Morbius. Michael Morbius can't walk over there. Right. I might to walk over there. Michael Morbius. And they're like, what if we, what if we take you back and forth in a wheelchair? And they're like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Because Michael Morris can't walk, bro. So if you're gonna wheelchair me, that makes a lot of sense. Because Michael Morris <laughs> can't be wheelchair. I'm, I'm just tired now, so you can just you can just wheelchair me over. <laughs> yeah, there. please, please. And that's how it. That's where you. Know, so when you hear stories like that, and then you see the film, it's like, is was it worth that? Was it worth that level of 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 method acting? Forty five minute bathroom breaks to get this. And again, it's not that because he did this, the movie ended up this way. But it just feels like another symptom to overall sickness that is this freaking film i don't know man yeah i mean and here's the thing with all these things i'm not saying this was the worst comic book movie either there there was stuff there's stuff that's way worse out there oh yeah i think i should go ahead and say that you know a lot of people but i also think that me not saying that it's the worst has to do with my expectations because this my mind were in the gutter for this this was the first now wait wait wait, wait, wait were, you, were were yours in the gutter in 2020 or were in the gutter now? Mine were in the gutter after Venom two. <laughs> okay, after, okay. After I saw Venom two, and I saw that there wasn't a huge leap in the entertainment factor, like it didn't feel like they learned anything or like we got it now, because that's always been Sony's thing, right? Like trying to figure out have they figured it out yet? They only ever figure out three fourths of it. You know, can, can have you gotten the whole thing yet? And it was just another example of no, no, we haven't. And not only do we not get it, but we're still gonna act like we do, and we're just gonna keep fucking making money and making movies. Uh, like you said, there's no way Tyrese was cheap. There's no way uh, homeboy uh, Jared Harris was treat was cheap. Jared Leto, no way he was cheap. Were they all needed? I don't think no. so. No. And that's not no, anything against them. They were not they needed, and, needed and, for the worst, story. and worst, they were wasted. It was just, you yeah. know, they, and or they could have just made the story so much simpler. And but they, I don't know. They I don't, I just again, don't like it. I said, it's it's just it, like I said, it's it's just confusing. Let me get through the rest of this uh, recap so we can get into this interview. <laughs> so, um, bloodlust. Uh, later on, a woman at Horizon Labs, right after he tells Homeboy that he can't get the cure, and right after they do a shot showing that he has two remaining vials of said cure, um, a random lady gets attacked. Uh, kind of cool scene because it's played like a horror film. Well, it was but... that was probably what the best scene in the movie. That, that was the nurse from the hospital where Michael Morbius just puts kids in comas. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm here again. Uh, is there another child that needs me? <laughs> but yeah, no, totally. And this is the part that, like I said, it, it starts to work because it's played like a horror film. And you're like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, she gets got. 
she's drained of her blood. Morbius doesn't remember randomly killing a woman last night, but he thinks, hey, maybe I blacked out. Maybe that was me. So uh, he's followed and questioned by the cops who have been investigating the boat murders. He manages through his like slick talking to kind of ev- evade their questioning. But when Horizon Labs gets locked down, Michael has to use his abilities to get away. Except he gets on top of a roof and is confused by his wind seeing abilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's, he's starting to see the, the flight ability, but he doesn't know how to use it quite yet. Right. So he gets arrested. Um, they accuse him of killing the Horizon Lab scientist, but he denies it, saying he works with her. Why would he ever do that? Um, without his blood supply, he begins to get weak. They throw in a, you wouldn't like me when I'm hungry. Yeah, which was I don't like, know oh my was god! I was like, ooh, it was so bad. It was that line was so bad. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of just like, why, what, why? Do you think that was clever? Do you think that was great, funny? What, what was that? But um, yeah, no. And, and then he does. Uh, I mean, just the, the whole way he even gives gives up the goat when the the cops show up, and it's just like, dude. They everyone knows you're this hobbling dude. Just p- keep playing it up. Nah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go straight into you know superhero parkour mode and just just totally give it up. Just screw it. I love I love their interrogation technique, which is like, um, hey, so you doing any experiments lately? No, 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 I'm not doing anything. No, but like experiments with bats? No, no, I don't think so. Like bad experiments on a boat. No, no, I just I don't I don't do those things anymore. But like, what about the bat boat though? And they just keep bringing it up. And they're like, we found this bat on the ship. It's a yeah, uh, and, and just oh judges. yes, did we forget? Oh my god, we completely forgot about the character trait of origami in this film. Oh, right, right, right. I don't necessarily right, right, know right. what that was supposed to teach us, but he likes to make. Uh, origami. And uh, I think I I, I I I I think the whole the whole reason it's even introduced is so that the cops could later on go, oh, he makes these. Right, right. Like he's some, like he's the one dude in Chinatown. Right, right. Like, yeah, 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 make, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, only person the, that makes origami. This, yeah, this is the Michael Morbius. I I know this. <laughs> this you is know, Michael Morbius. Um, I mean, granted, I, I mean, granted, you know, yeah. his, his, his the Martin Bancroft is on the ship. So, I mean, that's yes. a big clue, but it's still like, dude, just play it up. Just play it. Like, he's already acting the role. He's he's still w- pretending to walk around with the crutches. Just play yeah. it up. But instead, nah, I'm going to just give it up. And You know what I mean? Like, I have no explanation for it. I have absolutely no explanation for it. And just walk around as I've been known. Again, this would be like Christopher Reeves just walking around. Stephen Hawking just walking around. And people are like, hey, what's going on, Stephen? He's like, oh, no, nothing. No, what nothing. Nothing. Vampire <laughs> bats. Vampire nothing. bats. What are you talking about vampire bats? It's just, yeah, it's strange. It's stem cells. It's just strange. Yeah, but, um, but, like, and then, like, yeah, he makes origami, like, out of his, like, uh, birth certificate, basically. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he's, he's taking these pieces of paper with his, like, names on it and, or his, like, letterhead. Yeah, 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 exactly. Leaving exactly. him at crime scene. Exactly. Here's a, here's a, tre- here's a, tre- here's a treasure map. Find me. Yeah, and I'm like, what you are know? you doing? So they, they basically have him dead to rights. He's like, I, I need that bag full of that stuff. And they're, like, they're like, oh, the blood? The, the blood, blood stuff? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, you, that's, that's, that, that's, called, that's called evidence. So, no. Yeah, yeah we can't give you your, the, the bag of the blood, bro. We can't give you that back. Mm-hmm, so sorry. 
all of that again so funny and and i'm not bullshitting the entire time jared Leto just speaks in this kind of just calm cool voice as sometimes he yells but it's very much like this and i'm like bro where's the bass you're a vampire but um milo stops by they they he says he's a lawyer and they just let him in they don't they don't put these two gentlemen in a room where they are viewed and, and monitored or anything like that? No, they just not at all. Him. Not at all. They just and, another grown you know, man with a cane, with a with a cane, you know, uh, walk right in and have a full conversation and leave several things behind. <laughs> yup. And, and what what I love during this whole thing is it's established pretty much right after that he, he you know this is insatiable hunger can come over him in uh you know because of, because of his new because of his new abilities. Yeah. But you know, like he's he's constantly just being wary of uh, at any moment I can go hungry, and then even later on in the movie, it's shown that like if someone like if somebody gets gets the slightest cut and he's he smells he smells the blood, it, it kind of makes him go into a little bit of a frenzy, right? And now he's been a you know the booking procedure to end up where he ends up is not a short procedure. It's, it no. takes hours. So for him to now be in this cell where, you know, just a second ago, he's angry and just just couldn't, uh, barely, he's starting to lose his edge. Now he's been fine. Now he's been fine. And he's it's also not a, like not tweaking. He's not convulsing. He's just right, saying, I'm right. hungry. Right, right. Whereas before he was, he was convulsing and tweaking and, you know, just, you know, all worried about everything. And, now he's in a jail, so he's like, oh, I'm, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Oh, but Milo, then, Milo, Milo shows like, up. At the very least, is at the point where he was there long enough for Milo to find out, right? Right. <laughs> so, yeah. And again, faking to be a lawyer. And they just let his ass in. I'm like, what What, what kind of prison is this? Absolute garbage. Um, let's see. So uh, I love that That he, uh, he's like, I don't know, man. I think I killed somebody. I think I blacked out and I killed somebody, bro. He's like... Nah, that wasn't you, bro. That wasn't you. And he just walks away. <laughs> and again, anyone with a brain goes, "What was? Was it you? Was it? Were you? Yeah. Were you the fucking? Were you the fucking dude?" Yeah, exactly. In one of the longest reviews ever, uh, you know, it's shown that um, he leaves his cane behind. He needs. He needed his cane to walk. So with him walking around, it's like, uh oh, dun dun dun. You know. I was, like, I, I, I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, am I watching the usual suspects? Did Kaiser right. Soze just just show up in the movie? Yo, yeah. they do that reveal. They do it like a three stage reveal, mm-hmm. and I'm like, all you had to do was show that he walked away and left his cane. That was it. Like a smarter movie would have just left it at that and let you connect the dots. But it's like they show him, they show him fake the, they show him fake the walk, right? Yep. They show him. Uh, they show uh, him not have the cane. And then they show Jared Little looking at the cane. And then they go back to him and they show his shoes and like he's mm-hmm. enjoying his walk. And I'm like, I we I get it. Yeah. This this is this is this is Sony going. We can't trust our audience. We have to tell them every little thing. Ridiculous. Oh, and also he left some blood. You're right, right. And that's another thing. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Just he left a whole vial of blood in there. Sure. You know what I Which, mean. If you could do that, you could leave a vial of acid. Right? Exactly. You could have left a gun. Oh, he left. Gun. He left the cane. He could have left anything in there. Right. So I'm like, right. What kind of freaking, uh, what kind of uh, prison is this? Um, uh, but 
yeah, he drinks the blood. He puts two to, two together. You know, he, once he realizes he doesn't have the cane, he's most likely cured. Uh, puts two two together. Um, decides that he's gonna break out. Drinks the blood. Breaks out. Spies on Milo. Confirms his suspicions that Milo what has the same abilities as him because he stole the cure. Um, and let me see. Yeah, they confront one another, and Milo begs. Morbius to join him so they can run the world together like they promised they would as kids and there's a bit of logic in this like he says things along the lines of like um you know like we've lived with death our whole lives why you know why haven't why can't they why shouldn't they you know like there's there's parts of it that make sense they're not just regular you know, mustache twirling villain lines, but a lot of the rest of this is. So it's just like, yeah. Well, and, and just one, the whole way he becomes a vampire as well. If you remember, Morbius needed to have Martine inject it into like one of his vertebrae. Yeah. Who did this to him? Or did he do it to himself? He had to have done it to himself because Nicholas would have been the only one to be able to in his condition, and Nicholas has no idea what happened. Right. So that that was just one of those details of why why do you make it so this are uh, such an arduous procedure if you're going to make it so that this person can do it to themselves again? I, I it's a, it's a, maybe in the grand scheme of things a small detail, but it's just it to me is telling it's just you think the audience is stupid. You think the audience is stupid, um, and then aside from when he was a kid and he showed this legitimate um, angry reaction to these bullies bullying time. him. <laughs> that one time that we saw. Yeah. Really? <laughs> all, all we, all we know of Matt Smith's character, uh, Milo is that he seems like a pretty good guy. Yeah. And now just in, in just uh, what felt like, uh, just calamitous, you know, Looney Tune fashion is like, oh, I have powers now, and since it seems like you're going the good route, I'm gonna go the bad route. Yeah, and again, why? Like, and everything, join me, join me, and together we shall rule this galaxy. And he yeah, was, yeah, nah. it was nah, nah. No, you know, okay. it was just like, why, why are you this evil, heartless bastard now? You know what I mean? Why aren't you struggling the way he is? Like, what, what makes it so that? You you're just running around killing people. I mean, like he even kills that one person, <laughs> the newsstand guy. Oh yeah, and the whole thing is like you one you're trying to figure out right because like you just said, um, where 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 is this all coming from? Was he always intent on getting cured just so that he could be a dick? Was that always the intention? Like right. he wanted to be on the same page as us so that he could then push us off a cliff like it just feels weird but again i i get the whole bullied people bully people like i that i understand so um they they have like a a, a bit of a scuffle on the train nothing serious i think matt smith is great when he's can play somebody who's not dying you know like he was at least looking like he was having fun is what i'll say at various times especially when he starts dancing later on but um that was so awkward yeah, it was. But, yeah, totally it was uh, yeah. but it was it was the awkwardness of a man who never who probably never danced before. Right, 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 right. You know, so you could play a little bit into all that kind of stuff, but you don't need that in this movie. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's too much. We're only supposed to be dealing with Morbius dealing with this shit. We don't need we don't need all that kind of stuff in there. Um, the scuffle gets the attention of the police. Milo kills one and drains another as he taunts Morbius, who uses an incoming train's gust to fly slash escape through the NY City NYC sorry subway system. And again, a cut. He fly he fly he flew away and they cut. Uh, even though these guys have been shown to know how to track each other down, even though th- these guys have been known to <laughs> use their super abilities to, you know, do battle, I guess they just let them go. Yeah, yeah, I, and I can't remember if, if 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 the scene already, if the scene's coming or the scene already happened, where it shows Milo outside of Martine's window. I don't think it happened yet. Is that before or after the club when he goes to the club and he gets rejected and then he gets? I, all I I I can't remember exactly what where it happens, but it just I remember thinking, okay, where is this going to go? Is he going to kidnap her now? Is he going to do something? And it just really goes nowhere. Yeah, and it just was one of those scenes. Like, are they left that on the cutting? They left that on the on the floor. It was just yeah. weird. And again, like it's it becomes this whole thing where it's like, well. You know, what 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 does the villain always do when everything always they literally just did this in Venom 2. Go for his heart, right? Yeah, yep, exactly. The girl, he Go, was, right. it's like, oh my god, come on, what is going on here? Um yeah, I just this realized was, this was very huh? dies, right? <laughs> I said the the scientist girl, she dies, doesn't she? I just realized that Well, not not really. Not really dies, but how well, does she? You, 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 yeah, she yeah, stabbed, My, yeah. Milo, 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 uh, stabs her in the neck. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, you know, Morbius does something, and then later on in the movie, remember, she wakes up again. Yes. Again, no clue. And again, and again, Venom, that's Venom too. That's like that cop with the eyes. Yep. I'm like, what do you? It's the same movie. What are you doing? I don't know. But anyway, um. What was yeah subway system? Michael stalks Bancroft on a on a boat on a bus. <laughs> Apologizes for her going to the hospital. Explains that Milo has taken the stuff and that he needs to work in a new lab. So he finds some counterfeiters. That was just so long and drug out. I don't got time for that. Uh, he develops an anticoagulant to stop and kill Milo. He's like it's deadly to bats, even deadlier to the humans, or something like that. Right, uh, right. So corny. He also plans to use it on himself because he thinks he's gonna be one, you know, unable to resist the bloodlust. The cops find footage of one of Milo's attacks. I think it's the one outside the club, and they release it to the media. Nicholas recognizes Milo and pleads with him to stop, but uh, randomly, out of nowhere, with no proof, Milo says, "But you always liked Michael more," and then kills nicholas i, well, I mean, saw that he liked michael Moore. well i mean like you said earlier though he did send him away like oh man yeah, i'm gonna send you to a family i'm gonna you know put you on this track to becoming a yeah. a uh a nobel prize winning doctor and i'm and like he said i now but again to me this is all stuff that was edited out i think this was stuff that somewhere exists you know that that it shows more of this this and then you, it helps you understand better why he so easily easily allows himself to become the villain in the story you know what i mean whereas yeah it, it more or less comes out of nowhere they quickly kind of explain it you kind of get the gist 
but there was so much they could have fleshed out here to make this more compelling story. And they just failed to do that, especially with, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Darren Leto has won Oscars. He's been in good movies. Matt Mm -hmm. Smith, Matt Smith is one of the most beloved um, character actors of, from like that, that, you know, between Dr. Who and all his other PB, uh, PBS and, you know, BBC type, type, type shows and even a few other movies he's done he's shown he's a great actor so there has to be something else here but with what little they're given this is what we get and it's just Sony just failed these people Sony just failed these people yeah and I wonder how many I wonder how I like I, I gotta think that this film was something else, looked a certain kind of way, you know, before they got their little grubby hands on it. You know? Mm-hmm. Big time. Like, like what was this before they just started chopping it up and, and messing? Again, it seems like Matt Smith did interviews where he was explaining he was playing a different a completely different character. And they come in, they're like, oh no, you're the brother now. So, you know, be the brother. Um so, yeah, they kill Nicholas. Uh, Milo, yeah, no, yeah. First, he, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't straight up kill him. He wounds him, tells him to call Michael. He does call Michael, and then he just sits there and bleeds out for several hours. Yes, which, uh, which I thought was hilarious. Like, you got lacer- you got, you got a massive stomach laceration yep. and, like, a Lisa neck cut, and you're able to bleed out slowly. Make a phone just- call first. And then just in time, oh, he's finally here. I can die now. Absolutely ridiculous. I thought that was really, really funny. Um, but again, yeah, just just getting to that part, you could feel third act fever coming. Yep. Um, at this point, he's wearing some sort of like purple line trench coat. The yep. purple looks good at the flying. The imagery with Morbius, you understand? Know like it, that, I it felt Morbius to me, but just there's not enough good stuff there um sometimes when he goes under the morbius stuff the cgi is a bit wonky uh sometimes when he's in full morbius gear he kind of looks like a latino which is a weird <laughs> thing. Yeah, i can see that i can see that <laughs> you know what I'm, and I'm just like he looks like that's not even like his facial structure it's just all right well um so milo my, Michael watches Nicholas die and Milo attacks Bancroft. Michael returns to Bancroft, but she dies in his in his arms, so he drinks her blood because she's like, oh, don't let it go to in vain or whatever. Uh, Michael confronts Milo and summons an army of bats to restrain him. <laughs> you remember when he punched them with all the bats? Yeah. It just, it <laughs> like, all of that looked awful. All of you that can't look. tell what's happening. You can't no. tell what what's happening. You know, and, and like it, it, said, it's it, the it, year it, one. It's the it's the pressing the button on the boots. right. Right, exactly. It's it's that, and it just also reminded me of all those early two thousand villain cloud villains. It reminded me of Green oh, Lantern cloud yeah, villain. It reminded yeah. me of, of the Cloud Galactus. It reminded me of. What's the other uh, of the cloud Hulk of the uh, cloud? Oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, what the hell is happening? Like, oh, and 
they're yeah. just smashing through things they're just breaking through things but it's all a cgi oh, fight it's the it, same it's, thing yeah, like 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 when venom fought that other venom the riot or whatever his name was yeah when he fought riot i mean even when he fought carnage i mean come on yeah. you know what i mean it's just it's you can't really tell what's going on they you know this guy's power levels just are off the chart in some way i mean they're able to plow through a new york city street deep into these tunnels yep i mean it's it's all over the place and it just it looks like a movie from 15 years ago you know what i mean i know i know marvel gets a lot of gripes uh, about this but it, it's it's a marvel thing that one they do a lot better and two they really haven't done in a while um yeah i know they did in the first iron man where you know the same powers whatever um they what they did in iron man they did it in trying to think of another mcu movie oh uh black where, panther <laughs> black panther black panther i mean well black panther was yeah i guess the most recent one and even that one black panther was like five years ago now yeah Wow, that's crazy. That's what I'm saying. The sibling stuff, I'm done with. I'm done with the secret siblings. I'm done with the, didn't you know? And that's what makes you brother. I'm over it. Sometimes people could just be dicks to each other and be enemies for life without having to be related. Yep. <laughs> you know what like, what happened there? And again, when this ends, after he injects him and he dies and he just, uh, you know, he tries to talk to him as Milo again. Oh, no, oh, no, and what a dick, Morbius. You've been still calling this guy Milo? You're still calling him Milo. Like everyone's calling him Milo. Even <laughs> fucking Nicholas is calling him Milo. Like, oh, this is a terrible thing, but it doesn't end on a note where you're like, oh, and now he's going to be a force for good. Like, no. It doesn't, it doesn't, it no. Doesn't, none of that. You get none of those vibes. None of that. But you just see the doctor, her eyes open. And it's like, yes. oh, so even though you got stabbed in the neck and he drained you, apparently, mm-hmm. you're still able to come back as a vampire as well somehow so 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 does that does that mean that right now there's like at least probably like 50 vampires running around new york city yeah because i i granted i know she did that little bite on his on his lip and like drank a a drip of his blood but i'm pretty sure a couple of those other people probably had something something similar occur to them i'm telling you and it's the same like i said it's the same thing like that cop in venom 2 not explained barely touched on and and you want me to come back for the rest of this no you can have it bro like i i don't need it you can have it um uh so then we have just two comically bad post-credit mid-credit scenes oof that were that looked like they were edited in freaking uh iMovie Yes. At, at the last minute, the ADR on it was atrocious. So bad. I thought it wasn't even him. I was like, they just put somebody else in there. But Adrian Toomes is transported to Michael's universe by a spell somehow. Um, and well, they, you, you, like, not- like, like I had said earlier, that you see that they do the the, the no way home, uh, you know, cracks in reality. So that tells you, oh, yeah. he's being transported here from another reality. But the idea initially was what was happening was the the re- reality was cracking to bring everybody who knew Spider-Man into the MCU. Mm-hmm. And then he closed the cracks. Right. So how does that cause somebody to go to the wrong so- universe? Yes. Um, 
not that I'm saying that you would know the answer because I don't think you do. I don't, no, and I no. don't even think the director fucking does. We're gonna go into that in a bit, but um, he ends up in a jail cell, and because he's not from that earth, nor has he ever committed crimes on that earth, they just let him out of jail. Um, and then he later on he approaches Michael Morbius in his vulture outfit, uh, and asks them to to uh, if he wants to start a team or something like that. Start a team up because of Spider Man. But I wrote like, this down. I wrote this down word for word because I was absolutely astonished by how bad it was written by, like you said, the ADR. Like, what is going on here? He says, thanks for meeting me, Doc. I've been reading about you. I don't know how I got here. It has to do with Spider-Man, I think. I'm still figuring this place out, but I think a bunch of guys like us can team up and do some good. And then Morbius says, intriguing. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, how did he contact him? Why, why does is he, he think Spider-Man's in on this? Why, right? Why does he think Spider-Man's in on this? Um, why did he end up in their world? It's just like, what? What does what? Morbius know about Spider-Man? Right, right. To say Spider-Man to him, Morbius should be like, who? What? What the hell are you talking about? Right, because if he lives in the world where Venom is, Venom just saw Spider-Man for the very first time at the end of his film. Right, and it wasn't it, there, Spider-Man. Yeah, so so it's it just made no sense to me. That's why I'm a firm believer in this was supposed to happen somewhere in the movie, and to me, it might it may not have had anything to do with No Way Home. I really right. believe that that I don't know was it in the Venom verse? Was it in the Tom Holland Spider Man? I'm not sure, but I believe this was all editing because of No Way Home. Like they like Sony realized, oh shoot, we can kind of again you know suck off the teat of the mcu and mm. change it up and, and and do this because even that whole scene where he flies towards him in the vulture um, mechanism which i'm looking at it like how did he get that if he's now in this universe right yeah no chitauri tech, where bro. where did he get this this crap to, to do oh, this? i think so, also be explained that he didn't build the first one either it was the fucking tinker right Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, you're absolutely right. So you're, uh, you're absolutely right. So it's like, to, which to me was more clues as to, dude, you weren't transported to this universe. This was your universe. It, but Sony edited it to make it look like this, because right. just everything, everything about those post-credit scenes was just like, what? Right. And the thing is, if you acknowledge that people are trying to connect the dots, oh well, maybe he got it from that basement of of. Uh origin stories that was in amazing spider-man 2 where you see the octopus arms and you see the you know thing but that would mean that they're in the same universe as andrew garfield who's and where is he never fought a black he he's explaining he never he never fought a black alien he explains that in no way home right right so no then they can't be in the same place but i found this interview i think it's extremely interesting and i think it's going to explain at least half of what is going on with this stuff um so this this is an uprocks interview uh the interviewer was mike ryan and he's talking to director what is his name daniel espinosa so he tells mr daniel in morbius michael keaton is in the trailers but then in the movie he doesn't show up to, until the post credit it does seem like some things were re reworked i'm wondering after spider-man no way home did you have to change michael keaton's role in this to match up with the events in that movie is that what happened uh 
He goes on to say, it was more that when Spider-Man came out, they said, we know how this works and we have a visual concept of how to make this. But the idea of having different timelines was something that was, for me, introduced within the movie universe with Into the Spider-Verse. When we were talking about making this movie, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse had just come out and it was a huge success. I told the guys, this is super common among comic book readers. The interview goes. The interviewer goes on to ask, well, there are scenes of Michael Keaton in the trailer that aren't in the movie, so that's why I was wondering if some things had to be reworked. And he said, yeah, exactly. The first thing that happened was we had Michael Keaton because we were planning on doing this, but then Spider-Man No Way Home came out and it said, uh, the, this is how the visual effects are. And then the idea of just having him encountering him in that universe seemed too complicated, so he put it all the way in the end. Uh, so, <laughs> so they had an idea to make it all one universe, like you said, and then they were like, we don't know how to explain how he got here, so we're just going to put it at the end. So the, the interviewer goes, okay, so you did have to cut some things to make a match up with No Way Home. And she, he said, yes, because we have to match. I didn't know how the teleportation, uh, tr- transportation would look like and all that stuff. And so he's like, so the crack in the sky thing? He's like, yeah, exactly. Uh, that wasn't done. That didn't exist in my movie. So there were all these small things that had to be addressed. But I think that the concept of having different timelines, I believe it came from Sony, not from Kevin Feige. It was Sony that initiated that idea. I think that Miles Morales that you have in Spider-Verse, I would bet your life on that you would have Miles Morales from the Spider-Verse in the MCU at some point. And again, this is a regular interview. Usually that he would then just ask another softball question, right? Right. When he comes back. But the thing I wasn't clear about in the post credit is that Vulture says, I think that this is a Spider-Man's fault. We should see him up and fight him. How does Morbius know who Spider-Man is? Also, the movie establishes that Morbius is a good man who got too ambitious and created the serum and some bad things happened. But at his heart, he's not a bad person at all. So why would Morbius be interested in teaming up with this criminal? To which the director says, first of all, Vulture is not a criminal in this universe yet. So then, so then, uh, okay, okay. So then, so then the interviewer says that's fair, but why would Morbius be interested in what Vulture has to say in the first place? Right. And and the director says exactly. I think it's a meeting of those because in this world, Spider Man exists. In all the different Marvel timelines, you have a Spider Man. It's a totem. In the Marvel universe, what you say is that you have to have a Spider Man in each universe for it to be to function. He is one of the fundamental beings. Uh, now that's how it is in the comic books. And then the director goes, okay, sure, but <laughs> there's nothing in this movie that establishes that Morbius has any beef with Spider-Man whatsoever. And he put, and the guy goes, oh, exactly. I think that's uh, more one of those scenes that are made uh, when you have, okay, hold on. <laughs> I think that's more one of those scenes that are made that when you have scenes before that in a movie comes along, that will explain that reposition. I don't know what any of that means. Well, yeah, I'm like, what? Uh, but as you can I see, feel like, I feel like I feel like I feel like he just like spaceballed that that explanation. You know, when is that going to yeah. happen? Later, but how will we know when it's now? Soon. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, right. Huh? But but he 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 doesn't sound like he had any idea 
what the multiversal stuff was with this. It sounded like he agreed to put anything in that Mar- that Sony needed to get it across the line. Yep. But had no had no indication of what it actually was, and the very worst, no indication he was going to be asked these questions. He has no idea what the fuck is going on. Nope. And so, and it's mostly because Sony doesn't. So what the fuck? <laughs> like what? What? Yeah, you know, the, the why would he team up with this villain? Well, he's not a villain yet, but bro, he's a villain. You know, yep. uh, like he is a villain. <laughs> That's what he's there for. But he was a villain in the MCU because he wanted to fight against Tony Stark, who stole a contract from him. Right. Why and is even anything now. And even and even when he gets transported to the to this realm, he he was in handcuffs and in an inmate uniform. So okay, like okay, maybe he hasn't committed any crime here, but we know he is a criminal. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like it just it was it just made no sense. It was just Sony trying to oh man, we gotta we gotta mesh things up with this because we gotta keep making our money to keep people interested in in this in our in our properties, you know? Yeah. I mean, just look at look what they did with how with Venom. Oh, let's the shoehorn him into Spider Man because that's gonna make us more money, which I just don't get. I don't. I still don't understand how those movies made money. It feels like a like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me, kind of thing. Or I guess fool me twice because they're both Venom movies, and then this. I think the next Sony thing that's not Spider Verse. I'm gonna like wait till it comes out before. <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah, who knows? I maybe I don't know. What this this Craven. This right. This this Craven thing has got me like whoa. Now they're really. Oof. Yeah. Oh, and what about Madam Web, bro? You're not ready for the Madam oh, Web. Oh, Madam Web movie. Yeah, let's go with Olivia Wilde directing and Dakota Fanning, I think is right. Is that no, yeah. no. Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson. Yeah, right. Dakota Johnson. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. man. We don't know what it is, but we got names that you know in it. That's Sony yeah. 101. There it is. There it is. It's, um, it's I, like why, and it wasn't there. Wasn't there a rumored Black Cat movie for the longest time too? They were working on a combination Black Cat Silver Sable film, Black and Silver. There you go. There you go. And that that got put on ice. Uh, I guess Craven's up next. Whatever the hell that means. Is he joining this weird Sinister Six? Is Venom involved? Are they good guys? He said they're gonna do some good. What is what? Are they like uh, what is, is this community service? Does he think he has to work now and do community service, or else he gets sent back I to the universe? I don't. It's oh my. Yeah, it's not great. Don't watch it's, it it's, if you don't it's, have to. No, no. I mean, because because the thing was when they uh, when they even announced the Morbius project, I was like, what are they doing? And then they put Jared Leto. I'm like, Jared Leto's a respectable actor. Let's see what they can do with this. And then the right. delays, and then the delays, and the delays. It's like what's what the hell's happening? And then once once they just started delaying stuff for no reason, especially considering there was numerous ways. All right, fine. Initially, COVID, sure. And then once COVID kind of like people, other other people learned, hey man, we could just stream this, or you can put this here, you can put this there, you can do it like this. And yet they were still like, nah, we're holding on to this. Like, why? And that's yeah. when I started to be like, oh, this this does not look like it's gonna be good. It's just not. And then this last minute delay that was for no reason. It's just like, right. okay, here we go. Here we go. And it's just it makes me feel bad for everybody attached because on paper, like f- screw the name, screw the name of the movie. 
Screw the name of the mm. movie. But you tell yeah. me, yo, dude, we're going to have a Jared Leto, Matt Smith. Um, uh, I, I feel bad that I keep Jared Harris. This. Jared Harris movie. <laughs> right. Um, that, that's going to have like Tyrese and Al Madrigal be these weird cops. And they're trying to solve this mystery with that's with, with these all the other characters. Okay, okay, okay. I'll, right. I'll give I'll give that a shot. I'll give that a shot. You know what I mean? But this is what we got. This is what we got. It's just like I'm sorry, but Sony's fingerprints are all over this. They are notorious for reaching for the for the stars and just missing completely. This is this is Spider Man three. This is Amazing yeah. Spider-Man Two. Mm-hmm. This is this is even even Venom Two, and yeah. now Morbius. Uh, it's just it's it's pitiful. It's pitiful, and it's to me. It's just I can see I can see Feige in the corner, just like yo yo, just keep just keep messing it up, bro. I got you. And, and this film just came out, right? It's only gonna have about a month to do what it gotta do because once Multiverse of Madness comes out, this film will disappear. In the minds yes. of comic book fans, possibly in theaters as well. Well, so, the thing is, uh, viewers are are giving it praise. It's even though Rot- even though on Rotten Tomatoes, it's from the critic side, they think it's like a, like fifteen percent. The crit the, the viewers, which I, I feel like is, is mostly people who are the massive Jared Leto fans or people who are just like trying to justify spending you know fifteen dollars to go see this movie. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they're at like seventy percent, which is like. Oh, okay. And it does have time to build steam. It was number one in the box office for the weekend. Yes. Which, considering that, you know, the Batman is still um, high flying. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, okay, so it's it's got some kind of a, of a following. But as long as it stays in Sony's hands, I have no, I don't have, I don't have hope for a sequel. Not, not, that, not that one won't get made, but one that'll be good. And I don't see Leto Unless unless he's unless he's contractually obligated, I don't know how many movies he signed up for. I don't see him wanting to come back for a sequel. The guy's too. I wouldn't, guy, wouldn't want to do anything for a while if I was there. Let her, the guys, the guys, too artsy to me. Yeah. To to be like, oh really? You, I'm, I'll come back for Morbius too. Nah. He's, it, but that's that makes it even worse though, right? Because if he didn't sign on to a multi year deal, then the, the what the post credit scene means even less. Right, that did before, so it's like, golly, and you know, I I said it before, and I'll say it again to uh, you know bookend this. I I hate this movie more after seeing Moon Knight because again, like every time you think that the superhero genre, that you know we've done it all and we've done it in all the ways that we can, good writers, good directors, good actors will find a way to surprise you and make you fall in love with the medium again because you realize that it doesn't have to be rigid. It doesn't have to be the same plot points, the same third act structure, the same everything. It doesn't have to be that way. And the more experimentation you're willing to do, the more your audience is willing to go along for the ride. It's the super safe films like this that just scream money grab and you get the opposite of word of mouth. You get people telling you don't waste your time. And Mm -hmm. then... All the hard work of everyone who worked on this, you know, there's some special effects guy that nailed a shot that he wanted to nail when he made this movie and points at his his name in the credits and is hearing how this movie is getting drugged through the mud, you know, and it's not your it's not your fault, bro. 
I know everyone worked hard. It, it takes many, it takes a village to make a movie, you know, but if it's a movie under Sony, you, you're, you know, dig your own grave now because they don't seem very keen on doing things the right way. Everything needs to be done the quick way to make a, a buck. And it's a shame because now I'm very scared for Into the Spider-Verse 2 <laughs> or Across the Spider-Verse. Mm, I, I, well, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm so safe. I still feel safe, at least with that one. I don't know why. I guess it's, yeah. I guess they, maybe, maybe the animation department is, is different. You know what I mean? Like, hey, leave, yeah. leave us alone. If, if, if it were live, <laughs> if it were live action, I'd be very worried. But, you know, I finally That's got coming. to see, I finally got to see that trailer. I try to avoid trailers, but seeing Morbius, I saw the trailer. I was like, oh man, I can't wait. Listen, I if, if Espinosa, if Espinosa, the director of Morbius, is talking spider totems, that means Sony is talking spider totems. You hear me? Yeah. Spider totems have only been referenced in Spider Geddon and Spider Verse. Those that you know, that's when the majority they started talking about them being a totem in every universe, yep. Yep. et cetera. So and they didn't mention totems in freaking into the spider-verse. Nope. It was just a regular, oh, this is one from this universe, this is one from another. So right. Sony has the playbook in front right. of them that they want to use. <laughs> and they are instead of just going page by page, they are going to rip out and re-glue the pages in the order that they want and still say, but it's still spider-verse, right? No, man, no. And this isn't the Sinister Six, whatever the hell you're doing. Because remember, they wanted to make a Sinister Six movie. Yep. The, you yep. know, they're, yep. they're going to force it. They're going to drag this carcass. And that's, and, 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 and that's, and that's what, and that's what is, is the horrible part of it. Everybody else tries to force it. Marvel, from day one, knew they had. I mean, look, look, look what they did from Iron Man to just the mention of the Avengers initiative. To then making Avengers one after after the whole phase one, introducing mm. Thanos at the end of of of, fa- of phase one, and probably knowing we're not just jumping down to this guy, that's that's yeah. that's that's five years from now, man. Yeah, we have a we have we have we have we have a whole bunch of characters. We have a story we want to unfold to you. Whereas, like you said, Sony would come along and see that game plan, but like what a ten year plan. Let's turn it into two. Yeah. Let's turn it into a two-year plan, and yep. that's it. and then what do you get? You get I mean Spider-Man two. You get a Sinister Six movie out of nowhere. You get you get you get freaking Morbius. I'm telling you, <sighs> it's the only it's the only movie that that actually acts like a vampire because I left drained of all of anything any life blood. <laughs> all my plasma is fucking gone uh, and yeah that's all i've got to say on this i don't think i don't think anything else will inspire me to say more it's it's just sad because again uh, there are a lot of creators putting out some primo content right now and in a in an era where majority of comic book stuff is kind of falling into the cliche because we've seen so much of it you are there are really people being praised for thinking outside the box you've heard the praise for stuff like um uh the boys umbrella academy like these live action depictions and now moon knight wandavision was kind of trippy loki tried things just try something the books work uh so adapt the books if you don't adapt the books 
Matter of fact, no, adapt the books. Like, don't. I'm not even giving you leeway to don't adapt the books because then you do mm. things like make people people's brother and stuff. And go, oh yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Todd Phillips is like, oh yeah, I guess Joker and Batman could be brothers. Why not? It's like, no. What? What? No, stop. No, don't <laughs> stop do that. It. Don't do that. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. You're you're messing with the established Oof. order of things, and they work because decades ago people built the house before you. Right. You understand? And it took, you know, it feels like Marvel has perfected the recipe and Sony's just going to their, their own same one, you know? No, well, well that's what sucks is Mar- Marvel has, like you said, has perfected this recipe and they're still willing to be like, but let's change it up a bit. Yeah. Let's, let's do, let's do this. Let's try this. Let's try this. Whereas, like you said, Sony is going, hey man, you know how we keep failing with that crappy ass mac and cheese recipe? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's try it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe it'll work this time like no we we doubled the cheese powder so now get ready to have it more cheese because yeah. yeah. you so know and, right sure and, 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 and worse it feels like they're taking away ingredients like yeah man no milk this time y'all just yeah, cheese yeah. and pasta <laughs> Yeah. Uh, how long? How long are we gonna boil it? Normally, you have to boil it for you know, like you know, like fifteen minutes. Let's boil it for ten. Yeah. Bet. Let's do but, it. But don't worry, it'll be ready. It'll be ready for you at five o'clock. Uh, yeah. Well, not five, maybe seven. Uh, yeah. Ten. Uh, are you ten? Free at ten. Ten. Hey, what hey. You know what? Tomorrow? Screw it. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. What's <laughs> yeah, going what on tomorrow? Tomorrow. And then by the time you get it, it's just like this. This is what I've been waiting for this whole time. It's, it's, it's such a frustrating experience. You know. Meanwhile, in the meantime, other people are like, "Yo, you want steak?" They're doing the hibachi thing where they're flipping onions and and yeah. you know like they're making the heart meat with the rice. They're doing you all know what I mean. It's, it's it's I don't I don't. Sony in the doghouse, big time. All right, big uh, time. DC, we're looking at you though, bro. We're looking at you because you pushed a bunch of films to next year. I think the next thing we're getting from DC is going to be Black Adam. And what uh, is that? Because now, because I know they just changed up the dates. When is that? I want to say that's a month before Shazam. <laughs> Shazam. Let me see what the new, let me see what the new uh, release date is. Because that's another one, bro. That's just been moved and moved and moved. Yeah. So it says Ju- July 29th of 2022. No, no. It's October 21st. It was originally July 29th. For Black Adam. October- For Black yeah, now, it's, now it's October 21st. Um, and then Shazam is December 16th. Hmm. So in about a month's time, we'll be introduced to both Black Adam and then get a sequel for Shazam. Okay. Okay. Feels a little tight. Feels a little tight, but considering those two characters are connected, I can, I can deal with that. That's and what I, just... I thought about No Way Home and Morbius, though, bro. <laughs> you know? And then what happened? Well, at least this is the same, at least this is the same uh, production company. Whereas, you know, one's really, one's, you know, as much as Sony loves to slap their name on those, on those Spider-Man movies, it, it was MCU thing. And this Morbius thing, ugh, not quite MCU. So not great. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. And I just recently rewatched Shazam and I still enjoyed it. So I'm like, okay. I think Shazam is fun. I think Shazam is fun. And like I said, if, you, if you're not going to be innovative, be entertaining. At least that there's always that, and that, and, 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 and Shazam <laughs> was definitely that. Shazam was definitely that. Yeah, you know, and we aim to be entertaining every single week, and we do this free of charge for you, beautiful people out there. Um, we are going to be working on our schedule coming up soon for the rest 
of I guess the summer, possibly even walking into the fall. We got some big stuff coming up. Like we said, Multiverse of Madness is around the corner. Um, Moon Knights just started. We got Miss Marvel coming up. Uh, we talked about Shazam, Black Adam, our things that'll be coming soon. DC Super Pets. Somebody's watching that. That's probably gonna be good. Um, so we'll be covering all of that stuff. And you guys already know the one stop for everything that we do here is at comicbookclick.com. It's our website where we have articles, a little about us section, and where you can buy our merchandise at T Public. Uh, consider supporting us monetarily by either becoming a Patreon at patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse or buying merchandise at our T Public store, which you can find at comicbookclick.com. Uh, all of those will help us out monetarily, but you know, maybe your pockets are a little bit uh empty. Uh, that that you know, we're living in a in a un unruly time. So if you guys want to support us without giving us money, consider rating rating and reviewing us on iTunes because it's the quickest way for us to grow as podcasters and we can find out what you like and what you don't. We're always trying to evolve here as part of Comic Book Click. Um, and we love the five-star reviews that we've gotten so far. It helps us get recognized while people are looking for stuff. Somebody's going to be looking for a Morbius review. And you might help us get up there to the top if you keep reviewing us. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, spread the word. That is Comic Book Click because we're doing some good stuff here. And the more people we can have uh, be a part of this, the better stuff uh, we can have in the future. You, like I said, you can rate and review us on iTunes, but that's only because the Major Issues Podcast is available wherever podcasts are found. That's Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, the Apple Podcast app, Google Podcast, Find, YouTube, Spotify, Pandora, iHeart, and now Facebook. So Ooh. if you... If yeah, Facebook has podcasts now. So if you are listening to us for the first time, uh, thanks. I don't know why you picked Morbius. Uh, but you can you can go and check out all the stuff that we do constantly, daily, dropping memes, news, all that, and more by going to comicbookclick.com, but also facebook.com slash comicbookclick, Instagram at comicbookclick, or you can use the hashtag comicbookclick to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. We're also at Major Issues CBC on Twitter. All those links will be posted in the description of this episode, so feel free to click around, get yourself acclimated, and uh, join us next week where I don't know what we'll be doing, but we'll be doing something. Um, but I am, uh, yeah, I am drained. This has been a hell of an episode. Uh, do you have anything left to say on Morbius, Mr. B. Rook? Uh, yeah, well, I will say this, guys. Uh, give it give it a watch. I wouldn't say go spend your money on it, but uh, when it does come out on video on demand or however, which way you're able to see it, see it. Um, yeah, and it and it wasn't the worst movie ever. Don't don't be fooled. Um, it's just very dated, and um, you will see that. You will see that. Um, and and say something about it. Say something about it. Let Sony know that hey, we we expect better because yeah. um, it seems like they're not getting the message. You know what I mean? So so yeah. just give, give 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 it a shot. Give it a shot. It's it's short. It's short, you know what I mean. You, you're there are worse movies to watch that'll take a lot longer to watch. So just give it a shot. Give it a shot. I think that's the biggest thing that's weird. Out, it's never gonna make sense to try to explain it to you people listening, but it's worth watching for the conversation that it will bring. But I don't think it's worth paying for. So if you can find yourself in the middle there where you don't pay for it, 
but you still watch it so you can talk to us about it because it's like i said it's worth talking about just to get it out that things like this are still being made that these mistakes are still happening that these pitfalls are still happening to million dollar billion dollar companies it's 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 crazy absolutely crazy but we are hopefully onto some big and better things next so just uh stay on because uh this one was a rough one but next one should be a fun one but that's all I have on this end. Uh, I guess all that's left to say is that my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. And I am B. Roke, a.k.a. Alex. And this has been our Morbius recap and review. And remember, whether you're a living vampire, a dying vampire, this vulture, that vulture, you got red blood, green blood, blue blood, no blood. Six-pack six pack abs. Six, Six-pack abs. You do funny dances. You wear suits with sneakers. You do funny dances when nobody's watching. Or you make the worst instant mac and cheese anyone's ever had. Super dry. No milk. Remember that we're still the click. And always remember that you, yes, you are worthy.